to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I want to welcome all of you tuning in from many, many places. Uh, whether you're listening in Australia, whether you're listening in Boston, Tampa, California, Seattle, it doesn't matter. On the Internet, I understand we've got a few folks that tap in both from Italy and Hong Kong. And I want to thank everyone that has supported this show. I want to thank you so much for continuing to do so. If you miss any part of any show, go to my website, www.drpatshow.com. That is simply drpatshow.com. And you'll see within a day or so, we are popping those interviews up there. Thanks to our amazing producer right here, Mr. Benny Mathers. I'm wheeling and dealing. I'm telling you, we're doing it. <laughs> um, I mentioned that we are going to have a conversation today. We've got two parts to the show today. We have a part, uh, first part of the hour, we're going to be talking about unlocking the mysteries of eating disorders. And then the second hour, we're going to be talking about unlocking the mysteries of the universe. And so both of these conversations have to do with our, our well-being in honors, as this show does, honors the dignity of the human spirit. And I'm thrilled to be bringing uh, Dr. Deborah Franco on with us today. The book that she has co-authored with Dr. David Herzog is Unlocking the Mysteries of Eating Disorders. Disorders. And I got to tell you, Dr. Deborah, we are not short of pop culture around eating disorders. And the first question I think I'm going to ask you uh, is about the book. But more importantly, in your opinion, are we obsessed with this? Well, that's a good place to start because certainly it doesn't take uh, much to find it all around. Um, you know, any of the uh, Entertainment Tonight kinds of shows shows you struggling young actresses, women with eating disorders. And I think sometimes um, really puts eating disorders out there in a light that is uh, not at all fair to the many millions of girls, women, and boys, and men who suffer from these disorders. So when you say are we obsessed with them, I think we hear about them a lot. I'm not sure that we always hear about them in the way that is, uh, is most helpful for people. How many people are suffering from eating disorders right now? Well, a little tough to estimate that because we know these are disorders that sometimes people are not um, all that uh, willing to share. But the estimates are that at any one point there are about 5 million um, girls, women, and again, some boys and men in the U.S. who struggle from these, about mm -hmm. 1 to 5 percent um, of the, the population struggles with some I have to ask you this question because I, I, you know, I cannot believe that eating disorders are gender specific, but the focus is on women. And I don't get that. I mean, I don't get it for a lot of reasons. And I think you just talked about it. You know, when we see, when we hear about eating disorder, what are we looking at? We're looking at, uh, you know, um, uh, Nicole Richie. We're, we're looking, you know, we're looking at people, that, but we're looking at women. You know, we're looking at our female models, and I don't really understand it. Is this, you know, what is this? Is this gender specific, or is it because we're a pop culture? We're going to focus on, on on women because it is a way to commercialize this. 
Well, I think when you look at the the actual prevalence numbers, how many people have them, women do outnumber men. It's mm-hmm. about 10 to 1. Okay. So, again, there, there certainly are boys and men who struggle with these disorders, but uh, this is a, a psychiatric illness that tends to affect women more so than men. And I think you, you put your finger on it that at least some part of the disorder is related to um, looks and being thin, and um, that tends to be something that is a bit more focused for women. Uh, not to say that it's not, you know, mm-hmm. an issue for men, but to a greater extent for girls and women. You know, the book really addresses what it what it feels like to, first of all, recognize that you have an eating disorder, and secondly, what it means to receive treatment. There are many people out there that feel that um, treatment is extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. And, you know, both of you, uh, Dr. David Herzog and yourself, Dr. Deborah Franco, have sat down and you've put a book together. And the question that I ask uh, is, it ha- did you write this book to truly unlock the mysteries of eating disorders? And why is it important to do that? Well, we, we did a fair bit of research before we decided to write the book. And um, what we found was that certainly there isn't a lot of information out there about eating disorders and, and a lot of it's very good information. Other books, certainly internet available information. But what we wanted to focus on was trying to give people a sense, as you point out, of something about what it feels like to have an eating disorder. And then also, what does it mean to actually get treatment and hopefully eventually to recover from that eating disorder? So we spent lots of hours um, together with Pat Cable, our third author on the book, really talking to people we had over the years um, in therapy to try to get from them their description of what was it like to struggle with these disorders and what was the process of recovery like for them. So when we talk about unlocking the mysteries, that's really where much of our focus was, really trying to help people understand what does it mean when you have an eating disorder, how do people actually get better from them, and what, what when you say therapy or treatment, what does that actually mean? What, what happens in that room with the therapist or at the hospital? You know, there are many things I could point to in the book, and I know we have a short time uh, to be with you on this, but one of the chapters that, that, as I read the book, that I just grabbed uh, happens more towards the end of the book, but the chapter is on examining risk, fac- risk factors and causes. Uh-huh. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about, because you come right out of the chapter and you ask a couple of questions, which I think are so key to the book itself. And the question is, why does my child have an eating disorder and why did this happen is it my fault Mm. i mean who doesn't really as a parent i mean who doesn't really look at that having a child in front of you that decides i'm not going to eat this month Mm -hmm. right and that's that's one of the things that we hear over and over again from parents family members boyfriends husband you know whoever um how did this happen how did this come to be and for a lot of parents what did I do? You know, is this my fault? Um, and I think there are a number of pieces to that. One, one is certainly that um, the reality is at this point we don't know. The eating disorders are not like um, a, a, an infection or something that there's a gene for, something that we can point to and say, this led to the development of the eating disorder. We have a picture of a puzzle in the book and, you know, various pieces of that puzzle that really try to point out to people that these disorders are multi-determined, meaning they come from a variety of factors. There probably are some biological factors, genetic, heritable kinds of factors, but 
But again, there is no eating disorder gene that we can point to. Personality seems to be important. Mm -hmm. um, someone who has a very perfectionistic way of looking at the world, someone who's very hard on themselves. We can't rule out the cultural factors, the media factors. Those are everywhere. Um, what happens interpersonally with others, what happens in your family. We, so we really tried to say that while it, it's important to kind of understand how did my child or my wife or my sister get to be this way, it's really important that parents or loved ones don't blame themselves mm -hmm. and think, oh, if only I had not done this or said this, then mm -hmm. she wouldn't be binging and purging or starving. Right. In your research, did you find a correlation between sexual abuse and eating disorders? There is. It, certainly sexual abuse puts people at greater risk for a, a wide variety of psychiatric disorders, um, depression, substance use, as well as eating disorders. But it's certainly not the case that everyone who has that in their history develops an eating disorder, nor that anyone, everyone who has an eating disorder has had that history. So they are related, but it's not as a hundred percent kind of association you know when we think of eating disorders um you know certainly I i'm i'm kind of confused actually and i know you'll be able to help me with this my confusion is that you know a lot of times we see in the pop culture and especially in all of the celebrity magazine tv radio media website stuff you know the focus is on you know first of all women the second point is you know very thin women and we think that eating disorder means you don't eat yeah you flip the coin and you have a show like the big, biggest losers mm -hmm. and that's like we've got one end folks that don't eat on the other end folks that eat a whole lot i mean what is an eating disorder well that's a good and, and very important question and i think as you point out an eating disorder is not one thing and okay. it really has a whole variety of faces so when we see the very thin models we think about anorexia nervosa which is the eating disorder whereby people don't eat enough their weight gets down very low for a woman she may uh, likely lose her menstrual period mm -hmm. and uh, really sees herself as being much heavier than in reality she is um, there's also an eating disorder called bulimia nervosa whereby people are most often of normal weight but they have periods of binge eating where they take in lots and lots of food often very quickly and with a feeling of not being in control and then uh, try to figure out how to get rid of that food in some way um, by self-induced vomiting or using laxatives or excessive exercise. Mm. And then there's another eating disorder that's termed binge eating disorder, which has the components of bulimia nervosa on the binge side, but then not the what we call compensatory behaviors, not the vomiting or the laxative use. And in about 30 to 40 percent of people who are overweight or obese, we say that they struggle from binge eating disorder. Mm. So it's certainly true that eating shows, eating disordered or disordered eating shows itself in a variety of ways. And I think what's um, important in all of that is really to think about what's going on for the person. How can we understand whatever form the eating disorder is taking? How can we understand how it got there and how to help them out of it? Excellent. You know, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be back with uh, Dr. Deborah Franco, co-author of the book, Unlocking the Mysteries of Eating Disorders, a life-saving guide to your, ch your child's treatment and recovery, uh, co-authored with Dr. David Herzog and Pat Cable. When we come back, we're going to be talking about how you can spot the warning signs, what treatment might include, and the kind of support you can provide. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll be back with the Dr. Pat Show and my guest, Dr. Deborah Franco. Take control of your health and wellness with the natural and modern way. Don't just treat symptoms, eliminate the cause. 
Hundreds of people report improved health and wellness using Rife Frequency Technology. BioSolutions is the most effective Rife instrument we've experienced. Customer satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. For more information, call BioSolutions toll-free at 866-885-6625. That's 866-885-6625. The Empowerment Partnership. Empowering the lives of thousands of people around the world just like you. Their mission is to empower you with an understanding of what makes you and others tick and to teach you the tools and techniques that will unlock your hidden gifts. The Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. To learn more, call 1-800-800-MIND or go to NLP.com. Mention the Dr. Pat Show to receive a special discount. Unlock your divine power and become the true master of your life with visionary clairvoyant Carrie O'Connor every Monday at 10 a.m. on the Dr. Pat Show. Using her extraordinary connection with spirit, Carrie can energetically view your true inner blueprint and guide you to your soul's highest purpose. Explore your personal connection to your authentic self and let your spirit soar as it was truly meant to. Mondays at 10 a.m. on the Dr. Pat Show. Each one of us experiences a time in our lives when our health has become upset or challenged. Tim Ticehurst is an accomplished homeopath who provides compassionate help for his clients who are looking to return to balance. The remedies Tim recommends are completely safe and non-toxic and can work in tandem with prescription medications. Visit homeopathyseattle.com or call Tim at one 800 219-1526 for a free consultation to see if homeopathy may be right for you. Find out how you can not only slim down, but actually turn your health around and prevent diseases like diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. One special medical spa is changing the way healthcare is practiced and doing it all at a magnificent 10,000 square foot luxury spa setting in Issaquah, Washington. Avakai Spa is the spa of the future. Call Avakai Spa at 800 988 7705 or visit avakai.com. That's A V I K A I.com. Genesis Today, a world leader in 100% pure therapeutic juices with absolutely nothing added except pure goodness. Genesis Today harnesses thousands of years of ancient healing wisdom for your benefit. We don't sell products, we offer complete nutritional building programs which encourage health on all levels. Genesis Today. Combining age-old tradition medicines with modern-day science. Visit us today at genesistoday.com. That's genesistoday.com. Forget their space and come check out our space on the web, 1150kknw.com, and find out about Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I am thrilled to have Dr. Deborah Franco joining us today, co-author of the book, Unlock the Mysteries of Eating Disorders, a life-saving guide to your, your child's treatment and recovery. And this was an important uh, show for me, uh, having a friend that has a, a daughter that is seriously struggling. And to find a book like this was extremely important for us. Well, not a book on the pop culture, 
but on a book on solutions. And so uh, Dr. Franco is a professor at the Department of Counseling and Applied Educational Psychology of Northeastern University and the associate director of the Harris Center at Massachusetts General Hospital. Uh, as I mentioned before, she is co-author of the book, and we're going to give you some information. If you've got questions, if you want to connect with her, we're going to give you information on how you can get the book as well as a contact number. Uh, thank you uh, so much, uh, Dr. Franco. Let's give out some information before we get into the next part of the show. Sure. We have a, the Harris Center is an education and advocacy and research center at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. Our website is Harris Center, all one word, dot mgh.org. And the book is published by McGraw-Hill, and it's certainly available at Amazon and other booksellers. So um, we're really uh, looking forward to people taking a look at it. We really tried to write it so that you could get some answers to your questions, and we're happy to have you contact us through the website. Okay, let's get to this. Here I am, and I'm not sure what's going on with my child, whether it's son or daughter. Mm-hmm. How can I start to look for warning signs? Because, you know, right now we've got parents looking for warning signs for just about everything. Yeah, right. It's a tough time. I think, yeah, to have it's, a a, child it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. So I think that the, the first thing is really that a parent and parents do this. They, they do pay attention. And as a child begins particularly to move into adolescence, into puberty, so starting to see changes in their, in their body and their shape and size and what goes on, you know, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, that when we think about eating disorders, we're really obviously looking at what the child is doing in terms of food and weight. But also we're paying attention as a parent to the kinds of things that a child might be responding to in the media that she or he might be on TV, reading magazines, and any kinds of um, negative comments that might come to a child who says, you know, oh, I don't eat meat anymore because I don't want to do that. A child who says, um, I really have to watch what I'm eating when, you know, there's no reason to do that weight-wise. Really kind of paying attention, particularly for changes in a child who used to be you know, a good eater, breakfast, lunch, dinner, have some snacks, eat healthy, run around, to begin to see that child saying, I'm not having breakfast before school. Okay, right, right, wow, pushing yeah. Pushing the food around on the plate and not really eating it at dinner. Mm-hmm. So a parent really kind of paying attention to some of those kinds of behaviors and also really looking at how the child seems to be feeling about him or herself. What's going on with friends, what's going on with schoolwork. So the bigger picture beyond just the eating, but is this child starting to struggle with feelings about One of the things that I think is is such important is, one, to know that you can spot the warning signs, but the other thing to know that there is a solution. And for many people, they don't believe that there is a solution. What can you say to folks right now to help them out with this? Well, you know, we've we've, uh, been fortunate at Mass General Hospital. We've had a, a research study going since 1987 where we've been following about 250 women with eating disorders over that period of time, talking to them every few months, doing interviews. And what we found is that actually a good portion of women with eating disorders, in some cases 40 to 60 percent, some cases, uh, you know, beyond that in other studies, really do recover from their eating disorder. And it's not an easy thing to do by any means. But one of the reasons we wrote the book is because we wanted to encourage people to get into treatment because there are treatments that really do help. They really do work. And the key, one of the keys to treatment is to do it early. So if you're a parent and you 
pediatrician or talk to that pediatrician yourself about your concerns. But do it on the early side rather than waiting until something develops into something more problematic or mm. more bothersome. You know, we talk about uh, in this last section support. And I think this is probably for me one of the more emotional and psychologically complex aspects of this because i think there are a lot of things we can look at and we could point to support um whether it's in community whether it's with therapists whether it's with uh shamanic healers whatever that is for you but the point is for me and this is what i hear and i want to get your take on it Parents feel really helpless with this. I mean, you know, I've heard just about everything on this radio from drug, you know, drug addiction, alcohol addiction, smoking, you know, all sorts of things. And this one particular area seems to be such a heartbreak Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure why that is and i and i've waited to ask you this question why is this not that finding out that your child may be a drug addict isn't it you know Mm -hmm. but this particular area seems to be just gut-wrenching for Mm -hmm. parents why is that and what can we help them with well a good question and a tough one but a number of things come to mind one is that i think when we think about eating and food and nourishment, as parents, we do that from from the start. And that's such an important part of being a parent, mm-hmm. that as you bring a child into the world, you nourish them to grow into a, a healthy person. Um, and so issues related to food and growth and health, they're really so, in some ways, primal. They, you know, they, are, they define, in some ways, what we are as parents. And so to have a child who's refusing to eat, who loses weight, who's really becoming quite unhealthy, I think just sort of hits us in the face as parents who, of course, want our kids to grow into healthy human beings. I think the other thing that people know about eating disorders, sadly, is that um, they are the disorder with the highest mortality rate of any psychiatric illness. So um, anorexia nervosa is a disorder by which people really do die. About 10% of people with this disorder die from it. And, you know, again, heart-wrenching. I don't even know that that captures it, but, but for a parent to think about their child, losing their child to this illness, um, is just so awful. And I think it really does often, as you point out, leave parents feeling so helpless and sometimes so hopeless. And again, there are treatments for these disorders. Getting your child to the pediatrician, having a treatment team that involves a psychotherapist, a nutritionist, a medical doctor, in some cases medication can be helpful. I think doing that early on it can be a really uh, powerful way to get parents feeling like there is hope. Mm-hmm. There's also some good research out of the University of Chicago and other places to say that family therapy, particularly, again, starting early on, um, is a really very powerful treatment. And finally, just one thing I'd note about that is that there is an organization in the United States called the Eating Disorders Coalition that really works to increase national awareness about eating disorders and gives parents and loved ones and families a real place in these disorders in terms of going to Congress and um, asking for insurance companies to help cover treatment for these disorders, really getting involved in advocacy to promote prevention and awareness around eating disorders. 
Well, uh, you know, one of the things that we know, and I want to thank you for, you know, putting a team together. I mean, we're talking about advocacy, a place for people to go. Now with the Internet, um, you know, we make available a lot of information. But what's really difficult is finding um, accurate information to begin with because there's a lot of information and you've got to be really be careful. I mean, as researchers, we know that we have to really go to uh, websites that, you know, what I want to say is research certified in a, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And, and again, not based on pop culture. And so for so many people and so many parents, um, this is a challenge that doesn't seem to be going away. The suicide statistic that you mentioned, and I want to be clear about this for people, is that that statistic is based on the folks that actually report the disorder. That's we don't right. really have a sense of how many young people are out there that are struggling with this, that are not in the counting uh, realm, that are not in the statistic. Yeah, that's a very important point. And the, the mortality is really could, could be death from complications related to the disorder and could be also from suicide. So mm -hmm. both of those things are going on. But you're absolutely right. These, these are the people we know about who have been documented in the studies. But I will say that there actually have been multiple studies and the statistics yeah. tend to be fairly similar. Yeah, exactly. You know, as closing this part of the show, I want to ask you, first of all, I want to thank you um, for coming on, uh, Dr. Franco. And the other thing I, I want to ask you, what's your personal message for everyone out there? I think to never give up hope, really to, to try to understand these, of course, are very, very difficult disorders to deal with, but people really do recover. They really do get better. And seeking treatment sooner rather than later is the best way to go. All right, let's give out that website one more time and let people know how they can get a copy of the book. Sure. The website is harriscenter.mgh.org. And the book is available, published by McGraw-Hill, and also available at Amazon.com and other uh, websites. All right. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Um, and I, this is a topic that many of you wanted us to talk about. We did a lot of searching out there about this, and uh, we think we've got something that at least gets you started to uh, find out more about the mysteries of eating disorders. And boy, do I know a lot about that. I actually lost my sister. Uh, and when I mean lost, she actually passed away with an eating disorder. And so uh, we're going to take a break from the Dr. Pat show. And I want to invite you to stay tuned because we've got an incredible segment coming up and in segment that a segment that's going to invite you into the world of white buffalo woman and when you are invited into this world you will be on the edge of your seat stay tuned when we come back we'll be back with eve kerwin uh the book is the awakening the life and work of eve kerwin white buffalo woman we'll be right back Find out how you can use the power of words in clothing to change your world. Tune in to the Dr. Pat Show to learn all about Creole Mundi, a unique brand that's going to rock this planet. Utilizing the frequencies and positive words on the inside of clothing, Creole Mundi can really help you create your own universe and tap into the law of attraction. Like attracts like at creomundi.com. C-R-E-O-M-U-N-D-I. That's creomundi.com. 
Haywood Babrowskis is a seer and an author who has been watching evolution in action since her third eye opened wide in 1987. Her observations reveal a very hopeful path for the future of Earth and humanity to evolve to a place where love and peace prevail. You can find out about her book, Passionate Pinky and the Evolutionary Experiment, as well as her fun workshops by calling 425-222-9455 or visit passionatepinky.com. Is your soul searching for more? Are you ready for greater spiritual enlightenment? CMS, the College of Metaphysical Studies, is the planet's largest source of metaphysical and spiritual growth. CMS, the leader in the field of metaphysical studies, is dedicated to the service of humankind, offering distance learning courses and free resources. Follow your spiritual path and join the great adventure at cms.edu. That's cms.edu. Come to Tampa and meet more than 30 of your favorite Hay House authors in person. Get inspired by Wayne Dyer. Discover the message of Abraham from Esther and Jerry Hicks. Learn what makes your body tick from Dr. Mehmet Oz and more at the I Can Do It conference October 11th through the 14th in Tampa. Come for a day or spend the weekend. Tickets as low as $75. Visit ICanDoIt.net to reserve your space today. the secret but you still have questions explore life's deeper meaning see one the movie now available on dvd hi i'm dr pat the host of the dr pat show now the film phenomenon that has been transforming hearts across the world is available online at onetheproject.com i encourage you to experience this incredible movie for yourself and uncover the riches of your soul today Find out how you can change the world with the coffee you drink. Nectar of Life Coffee Company is a kosher, fair trade, and organic certified coffee roaster. They purchase shade-grown organic fair trade coffees from the farmers at a fair price. By choosing to only roast organic fair trade coffee, they're helping the farmers and their consumers live healthier, complete lives. To purchase coffee or to learn more, visit NectarOfLife.com or call 509 979 5245. Stay informed with news, traffic, and weather at the top of the hour, weekdays on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.